All right, good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Tonight we're learning Masecha Shkalim Daf Tesvav, starting two-thirds of the way down in Yedalad and the Bays. Uh, we will be having Amir Tashem Asim on this Masecha, which is really exciting. It's going to be this coming Monday night. Yeah, thank you. Okay, seven and a half years, we can do it again. Uh, it would be different if it wasn't over Pesach. It's just uh, very hard over Pesach. But, uh, um, it hasn't even been 24 hours. It's just been 24 hours. So um, so uh, we'll have a scene at Mark's house, 20 bucks ahead. Everyone can Venmo me or Chase QuickPay or Zelle or cash or check, anything that's convenient. Hot dogs, hamburgers, ribs, and beef jerky. Although I might eat some of the beef jerky before I got ordered from your brother. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 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 Says the Gemara, There were four literally signatures, but in effect, this was basically the, the system that the Beis HaMikdash had in order to uh, to kind of work people through the Beis HaMikdash. What they would do is they would go get a particular Chosam. They came in and they they would be greeted and they'd say, hello, welcome to the Beis HaMikdash. What will you be uh, doing here today? They would say what they did, they'd pay, and then they'd get back a Chosam. One of these Chosamas would indicate what it was that they were doing. The cost of a land and what was written on each, uh, on any one of the four of them, it would say ego. Zachar, Gdi, Vichotek. These are the four things. The eagles, these are the very large animals. Zachar, the male animal. Gdi is a smaller animal. And Achote was a reference uh, to a mitzora. Says the Gemara, Ben Azai, Omer, Hey, Hayu. There really actually were five, not four. Ramis Kasu, Valehem. It was written in Aramaic. Egel, Dachar, Gdi. Those are the first three. Dachar, Dalit, and Zayin in Aramaic are interchangeable. So an Egel and a Zachar, a Gdi. And then here are the additional ones. It is Chote um, Dal and Chote Ashir. A Chote uh, Dal is a, a sinner who is poor, a mitzvah who is poor. And a Chote Ashir is a sinner who is wealthy. We'll see in the Gemara the distinctions. Um, and Yudal uh, base four lines into the Mishnah in Halacha Gimel. Um, and that is what the Gemara says. Egel, if someone were to walk up to the desk and say, hi, I'd like to get a Chosam. I'd like to get a ticket for an Egel. So then what would happen? So then Meshamesh, that would be used in anything related to cow, anything related to big animals, big or small, and big, big cow, small cow, or the gender was not relevant. Uh, that would be what you would get. So you'd say, I want to bring a cow today. Great. Then you would get the chosam called an ego. Gidi, if you uh, wanted to get the chosam called a gidi, so then Meshamesh im, Nisre Hatson, Gedolim Uktanim, Zachar Munukevos, Chus Michel Ayalim. So then you would be able to get these uh, stone animals, the smaller ones, or bigger, the smaller animals, either big or small of the smaller animals, male and female, with the exception of the Ayal. Ayal Meshamishim Nisre Ayalim Bilvad, those were always brought in isolation. A little bit of a difficult mission to understand what Chosim did they get. We're not 100% sure what Chosim they got. The Mephorshim have a hard time with this. What about a chote, which we said is a mitzorah? So then, meshamesh im shalosh behemoth shel mitzorah, and he would get uh, he would get a little ticket that said, "Oh, you're a mitzorah." It says chote, and he'd have to bring his three korbanos very well. That's what the mishnah says. So now we're about 15 lines or so from the bottom of the page. What was the flow? What was the workflow in the base hamikdash? How did people actually get to where they needed to be with what they needed? So it says the gemara as follows: an insight into how the base hamikdash worked. Someone who needed to get the uh, the things that were required 
to join your animal, right? You bring the animal, and then they, the base of Mikdash would provide the Nesachim, but you had to pay for it. So then you needed certain kinds of Nesachim, certain amount of flour, a certain amount of oil, a certain amount of whatever you needed. It was all done there. This name came from the Mishnah that we learned yesterday on Shabbos, that Yochanan was the one who was, who was Achroi on this uh, section of the base of Mikdash. He was the one who was responsible for Nesachim. He was responsible to, uh, to take in all of... Um, Sorry, not on the, on the Sachin. Yochanan was responsible for the Chosamos, for the tickets to hand out. The no saying lo maos. And if I were bringing a, a korban, please God soon, I would give over the money. He'd give me back a ticket. And then after that, after I got my ticket, which says I want either a cow, whatever it was that I was going to get, either the Egel or the Zachar or the Gedir or the Chote. So then I would go over to Achia, who was responsible for the Nesachim, and he would give me what I needed. Uh, and then I would have uh, everything that I uh, everything that I would need for my korban. I walked in with my animal. I walked up to Yochanan and paid for whatever other things I needed with my korban, the wines and the oils and the flour. And then uh, all was good. This was the system that they used in order to make sure they would keep a tally of who was bringing which types of korbanos. And then at night, they'd rec- reconcile the books. Erev, at night, Achia and Yochanan would sit down together. Achia, who was the one who sat behind the desk of the Nesachim, he'd say, here is everything that I got today. Uh, I got, you know, 40 Egel and 40 Zachar and 50 Gdi and, and 12 Chote, whatever the numbers are. And they do the math. And he, got all, and, and he would compare it to the money that Yochanan got when they walked in the room. In Pachso, Pachsolo, if there was some missing money, that was Yochanan's responsibility. Yochanan would have to pay the shortfall. It wasn't like he was covered by the business. If you make a mistake in the Mikdash, that's going to be your fault. The Beis HaMikdash always has Yad El Yonah. The Beis HaMikdash will always have the upper hand. And um, and as we spoke about yesterday, the Beis HaMikdash always has the upper hand when it comes to discrepancies in finances. Let's say that I go to Yochanan's desk, I give him my uh, X amount of money for the Nesachim, and then I lose the, the ticket that he gives me. So, you know, what, what do you do? You know, you didn't, they didn't have a stamp on the hand that would tell you what was going on. You had a piece of paper. So if you dropped it and someone else picked it up, <laughs> good for them. It didn't have your name on it. It just was a chosam that it just a little ticket that said whatever animal you were bringing. So if in fact you lost it, they wait until the books are reconciled. And let's say I paid 15 shekel for the Nesachin, and there's a 15 shekel shortfall. Pasha, that I lost my ticket. That was the 15 shekel shortfall. Then the math would work out just fine. No problem at all. If the math made sense, and they would allow him to bring his korban. However, there was no Rachmanus. You dropped your ticket. Don't drop your ticket. Hold on to your ticket. You drop it. We're not giving it back to you. V'shem uh, hayom, and as one form of protection, the Gemara will flesh this out still more. V'shem hayom, there were those who tried to be a little bit tricksters. So what they did is they would write one of the four names. It was either going to be Egel or Zachar or Gdir Chote, whatever the ticket was. And they'd write Monday, Tuesday, Yom Rishon, Yom Sheni, Yom Shishi, Yom Chamishi, whatever the days of the week were. What kind of system is that? I'll just save it for next week if I want to steal one, right? Let's say that you're holding a Tuesday one. I'm going to steal your Tuesday. Next Tuesday, I'm going to come in with your piece of paper and get free Nesachim out of the deal. You already paid for it because you got the ticket. It's worth money. It's worth money. So the Gemara is going to question that because it doesn't really make sense. Ask the Gemara five lines from the bottom. Yud Dalad Amid Bey says the Gemara, Well, the Ben Azai, 
Chote dal lama. What? Why does Ben Azai make a distinction in the in the chote? He says there's a chote dal and a chote ashir. Why does he make such a distinction? Says the Gemara because hey, maybe lugo imo. He uh, would he would have to get a, an extra log in regards to doing some anointing on his own body, and that is something that he would have to pay for, and that would be considered the chote dal. The ram kirabonan mevig dino. That's not correct. He would have a regular ticket for a gedi. And he would get the nesachin for the gdi. If he needed more oil, he would have to bring more oil from home. What about nischei rochel? What about an adult female sheep? That doesn't uh, necessarily fit exactly into all the categories of our Mishnah. The Rishonim here explain why. Ma nischei rochel mas. It says the Gemara in Hadetanin on gdi meshamesh nischei tzong dol muktanim zecharmen kevos. What's your problem? Go look in the Mishnah. It says that for the smaller sized animals, non, the non-cows, the sheep, for example, if it's a large sheep or if it's a small sheep, if it's male or if it's female. So what are you even asking about Pasha that it would be part of the category of a gdi? A rochel, the large, the, the adult female sheep should be included in the gdi just like anything else. And in fact, the Gemara brings a Pasuk to prove its point. That's why we say that the Rachel should be included in the category of a Gedi. If someone's going to bring a Rachel as a gift to the Beit HaMikdash, he would take a ticket of a Gedi from Yochanan. As the Pasuk writes, and this Pasuk is very difficult to understand, the Drashos we're going to learn uh, in a couple of moments are sophisticated, uh, nuanced, they're difficult uh, Drashos, we're going to still push through them. But that this is the Pasuk that we have to focus on, which indicates that a Rachel should be included in the category of Igdi. Kacha yeaseh l'shor ha'echad, o l'ayel ha'echad, o l'sek b'chsavim, o b'izim, o b'izim. So that's what the Gemara says. So now let's get into the drashos. L'shor ha'echad lamali, why does the Pasuk sing a lot l'shor ha'echad? Lama ne'emar, so it says the Gemara, Magid, what it teaches us is sh'loh chilek b'nischei egel and nischei shor, that we don't make a distinction between small cows and bigger cows. Why would we have done, done so? Because there's a svara to make a distinction. Shahaya Bedin, really, I could have argued the following. Um, they, they both require libations. And however, what we do know is that there are differences in the ages of a young, a young ram and an older ram. So maybe I would have thought, Lekach, turning to the top of Tezvav Amaralav, Nachlog ben Nisrei Egel and Nisrei Shor, from the young animal to the old cow, younger to older, just like we had precedent in another case scenario that we should have made a distinction. Maybe we should make one here as well by the cows, Talmud Lomar. We don't. Kacha yeaseh l'shor ha'echad, magid, shelo chilek ben Nisrei Egel l'nisrei Shor. So that's Drasha number one. Ola Ayel Lama, why does the Pasuk say Ola Ayel? Because, Lama Neemar, why does it say Ola Ayel? So answers the Gemara, Shahaya Bedin, really, we had a case of precedent, uh, precedence where Imatsanu Shechilek Ben Nisre Ben Shanal and Nisre Ben Shnosayim, the libations, the, the, the Nisuch for an animal that's one year old and an animal that's two year old is different. Maybe Lakach Nachlok Ben Nisre Shnosayim and Nisre Shalosh. Maybe we should make a distinction between animals that are two years old and animals that are three years old. Talmud Lomar, six lines down, Tasbaba Muralev. So that drasha prevents us from making a distinction between these animals, and they'd all take the same tickets. So then continues the Gemara as follows. Um, what does that pasuk mean? Lama ne'emar bedin. Really, I might have thought as follows. If there is a distinction between a keves and an ayel, maybe I should also assume nachlok ben nisrei 
but if there's a distinction between the male animals, maybe I should have assumed that there's a distinction between the female animals. And this really is the Mari Makam that the Gemara was hinting to. Remember where we started. We were asking about a Rachel. We were asking about an animal that was an adult female sheep. So it says the Gemara, Talmud Lomar, oh, Lasebik Savim, that teach us that a Rachel has the same din as every other Gdi. So we asked a question a couple of lines ago on the bottom of Yadal and the Rachel, uh, and now we know why we were asking it, because the Rachel has a reason. We have a Habamina to assume that the Rachel should be different than other animals, because just like by the males, there's a difference in the Nisuch, maybe by the females as well. Kamash Malan, the Pasuk teaches us that we do not make such a distinction. Tamalomar, oh, Lasebak Savim. Last part of the Pasuk, where eight, nine lines down, test Rav Medalev, oh, Be'izim. Um, what does the Pasuk mean there when it says, oh, Be'izim, Lama Ne'emar? So answers the Gemara, Shahayi Badini Matsana Shechilek Be'nische. Kebes the Nisre Ayam, as we saw, that there is a distinction between the Kebes and the Ayam in regards to their libations, their Nisuch, the Kach Nachlok, so too maybe we should make a distinction between a young Gedi and an older Gedi. They have the same halachic status. Now, all of this was to highlight the din of the Rachel, the din of the uh, adult female sheep, that she, uh, that when this animal is brought, it is brought in the category of one of the four chosamos, the category of the gdi, and it's based on a pasuk, and we made a drasha, the Gemara quotes a drasha to explain this. This brings us to the first two dots on Tazvava Meralef, that was the hard part of the daf, uh, the rest is uh, smooth sailing, and the Gemara says as follows, um, we said v'shem hayom kasev that when someone picks up from Yochanan when they pick up one of the chosamos. So like I walk into the base of Mikdash, I want to bring a, a Rachel. So they say, good. Here is a ticket for a gedi, and it would say gedi yom rishon on it. So asks the Gemara, ha'gabe Can you think a little bit? Just think about this. Sheziego so hayom. All you're doing is, is saying what day of the week it is, but then I could use it next week. That's not a good security system. That's not a good security system. It's like saying that the passcode to my alarm is one, two, three, four on Tuesdays. Good. Next Tuesday, you could break into my house. So then says the Gemara, that doesn't work. So shame Mishmar Haya. Oh, it wasn't just that. It was also the name of the Mishmar. The name of the Mishmar, of course, we know that there were Mishmaros. The Mishmaros were basically a lottery when a, when a Kohen would work. So the Kohen would work in Mishmar X. So says the Gemara, well, that will also repeat itself. It says, shame Mishmar Haya Kasuplev asks the Gemara again, three lines before the end of the Halacha. You, you got to think about this still more. You could also align the Mishmar and the day. Maybe it's a month from now, maybe it's a year from now, but you'll get free Nesachim out of the deal. And that is, uh, that's not okay. That's not a good system. There has to be more checks and balances. So says the Gemara, really what was on that piece of paper was as follows. It would say either Egel or Zachar or Gedi or Chote. And then it said the following, Shem Hayom, the day of the week. Shem Shabbos, the name of the, 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 the day of the week and the name of the week. Shem Chodesh, what month was it in? And even if you wanted to try and chaparayin and to be a Ramon and to use this and to say, and next time I'm going to use this, it's very, very difficult. The more details you put, it's like when you go to like a, to a sports arena. Huh? They basically did. It was Shem Chodesh at this point, by the end, that's in effect what they were doing. Yeah, but I, what, what's happening here is that the Mishnah, which said that they only put the day on it, the Mishnah was speaking shorthand. That's what this is. An, an, we're just expounding on the Mishnah. That when the Mishnah says that it said Gedi and Yom Rishon, it really didn't only say that. When did you write the Shabbos? Why do you need the month? We need to know what month of the year is. If you say that it's Tuesday of the third Shabbos, of which month? 
So it's Tuesday of the third Shabbos of Elul. Oh, right. It seems from the Gemara that way. It seems from the Gemara that way. Great question. So that's what the Gemara says, and that brings us to the end of this halacha, and now we're up to halacha dalad. Halacha dalad must a quarter of the way down to Asbav Meralaf. There were two particular rooms in the base of Mikdash. Achas Lishkas Chashain. One was referred to as the room of whispers. And the other was a room that stored utensils. The room that is referred to as the room of whispers or the room of privacy. Those who feared uh, doing sins, what they would do is they would give a donation privately into this room. And people who were poor, who came from good families. As we know, the Rambam enumerates the best way to give tzedakah. And the best way to give tzedakah is when you give privately without knowing who the recipient is. And when the recipient can get their money without knowing who the giver was, because you have to take into account, the Gemara is going to say this openly soon, the feelings of the recipient, it always has to be done, but and one should make sure that, uh, and one should make sure that that is the case. So this was called the Lishkas Chashay. If someone wanted to give money, they pushed money through the pushka on one side of the wall, whatever the logistics were, I don't know. But on the other side, poor people would take the money without knowing who gave the money, much more of a mechubad way. That's called the Lishkas Chashay. The Lishkas Akelim, fifth line of the new Mishnah, Lishkas Akelim, what was that? So says the Mishnah, Kol Mishu Misnadev, uh, Kli, anyone who wanted to donate a utensil to the Beis HaMikdash, Zorko Socha, they would put it in this particular room, the Lishkas HaKelim. Ve'achas l'shlochem yom, once a month, the Hagizbarim Poschen so they'd go into this room and they would have a look. Ve'kol Kli, Shematsu Bo, Tzorech, L'Bedek any utensil for which they saw that there was a use for Bedek for something around the Beis HaMikdash, they would use it. You found a hammer, we need a hammer. You found a screwdriver, great. You put in a George Foreman grill, probably not so shy, right? So if they found something that they really didn't need, then they would sell it. Anything that they couldn't use named Karin, they'd sell. And the money would then be used for for the general purpose spending in the Beit HaMikdash. This brings us to the Gemara. This Gemara from here to the bottom of the page and onwards speaks a lot about ideas of tzedakah, standards of tzedakah, um, v'chule. Opens the Gemara as follows. Rabbi Yaakov Bar-Idi, Rabbi Yitzchak Bar-Nachman, Havun Parnasim. These were people who were community leaders. The Havun Yehavin, the Rabbi Chama, avoid Rabbi Yehoshaya. They would give money to Rabbi Chama, who was the father of Rabbi Yehoshaya, Dinar. Who Yahiv lay l'churnin. L'churnin in Aramaic. Really, we don't see this word in Bavli so much. But in Yerushalmi, the word churnin means other. We've seen this three or four times now in Shkalmi, the charana means the other one. So here, the word lechornen means he would give the money to others. He was the go-between. He was the guy who knew where the poor people were, and he would manage to he would manage to give. It's like we have in shuls now that rabbis have a discretionary fund. So before Pesach, the rabbi sent out an email. If anyone has kimcha de pizcha, if you want to support poor people, just go to the website, click here, put in the Dropbox for Pesach. So you do that, then the rabbis, we don't know who we're giving money to. We have no clue, but the rabbis know who they're giving money to. It's mamish this exact example. Reb Zechariah was the son-in-law, the chassan of Reb Levi. Everyone was mocking him. What are you, what are you doing? Amr, and they said, You didn't even need the money, yet for some reason you were taking. Once he actually, once, his, once he bled, literally, it's a, a parable, it's a, just a mashal. Once he died, Budkin, they did a little bit of research. Oh, wow, what a big tzaddik. He didn't say anything. They're all saying, you're taking money you don't need. You're taking money. He didn't defend himself. 
But after he died, they found out that he was not taking money for himself. He was giving money to other people. Big topic. That's the Maisat Sidkus. To not push back. That's being Mabra al Midosov. That's a huge level. Almost halfway down, Tetzvavim et Aleph. Ruchinin Abar Papa have a maplig mitzvah belelia. He went out at night to go do the mitzvah of tzedakah. Chadzman, one time, Pagabe Ravhon de Ruchaya. He met the, the leader of all of the spirits, uh, a shade of some kind. Uh, these are not the kinds of things that happen to, to most of us today. If it does, please see a specialist. It doesn't sound normal for our, our times that we should be talking to Shadim. Amarle, Lokain Alphan, didn't we learn? Lokain Alphan, Rebbe, didn't you teach us that Lo Sasi Gevul Reacha? Of course, a play on words. Lo Sasi Gevul Reacha is a halachic sugya which means that you're not allowed to encroach on someone else's business. I actually asked a Shailater by first, when I first started as a Moel, is there an Isser of Los, uh, los Sasigvul Reacha, Shergavlu Rishonim, when there's other Moelim in town? Like, I intuitively knew the answer, that there's always multiple Moelim in major metropolitan cities. He said, absolutely not. There's no Isser of, of Los Sasigvul Now here, the Gemara is not using Los Sasig as like, it's my, you crossed, the, he just went out at night and the shadim were, were, they were using this line, like, well, yeah, you can't leave your house at night. It's dangerous at night. That's where the shadim lurk, as we saw uh, at the end of the previous Masechta, that we know that the shadim are in shadows. We said they were by the tomb. They were fine. So, this, and so then the shade says to him, he says, Lo you shouldn't be going out at night. You're outside your boundary. Amarle says, but we also have a Pasuk that reads, that if you do giving, uh, if you do give money privately, then it covers over anger. So the shade had a, he trembled. Mistefe in Aramaic means that he was very scared. And he left, he got rid of the shade. So if you're, this is like, just kind of think, take, taking this idea and extrapolating, if you're going out at night to do tzedakah, so you're protected from shade. And that's what the Gemara seems to say explicitly. The Pusix doesn't say that it's good to be no sane Lidal in Ksiv Khan. Ella, what does it say? Ashrei Maskil Eldal. You should be maskil. You should be giving money with Sechel. You should be thinking about that other person when you're giving. How are they going to feel? How are they going to react? And that's why the Rambam has that scaffolded list. The worst way to give money is. Throw the money at the person, nebuch. You know, you're you're a nebuch, and I'm giving it. It's terrible. That's the worst way to do it. The best way to do it is to make sure that they get the money privately, as discussed. Uh, it says the Gemara, Ashrei Maskil, Eldal, Zehu Shemistakil B'Mitzvah Sosa. Such a beautiful hashkafa. They're looking out and saying, "How do I do this mitzvah best?" And that's a high level. How do I do this mitzvah best? Ketzad Haya Rebbe Yona Ose. How would he do the mitzvah? Shei Roe Ani. When he saw a, per, a poor person, Ben Tobin, a, a person who was deserving, and he lost all of his money, he'd say to him, I heard that you had hard times, but don't worry, I know your money's coming in later. Here, take a loan from me here. You can have some money, you'll pay me back another time. Once he took the gift, no, no, it's actually not a loan. It's actually just a gift. A beautiful, it's thoughtful. It's a thoughtful way to do things. There were some old people in his times. If they were to give them the money, the great fast, Yom Kippur, 
So when they would give money during that period of time, so havonasbin, then they would take the money, they would receive it as a gift if they were poor. But min basarkain, after that, lo havonasbin, they would not take the gifts after they hit Yom Kippur. Why not? Amran, they said, deshatan gabon, the year is upon us. We know from a number of places, Mestecha Shabbos, Mestecha Beta, that a person's Parnassah is already established on Rosh Hashanah. You can stress all you want throughout the year. You can be calm all you want throughout the year. The money has been decided already. It's already done. So they said that because, and this is big Musr anyways, that because the Gzairahs, it's a Rosh Hashanah Yikasevun, Uriyom Tzom Kippur Yechasemun. On Rosh Hashanah, there's a Ksiva, but the Chasimah doesn't happen until Yom Kippur. So between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, when it was only a Ksiva, so okay, you can erase, you can scratch out, you can rewrite. So these people who were poor were willing to take money from the Gizbar and from the treasurers. But once they hit Yom Kippur, I'm not taking your money anymore. I'm not taking a handout from you. The rest comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what it means, the Shatan Gaban, the year is upon us. Ish Shichin, Pagavo Yerushalmi Echad. What? It's interesting that they can separate the taxes. The Dukkah is not their Parnasa. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I thought I thought about that in regards to the mushal that like when the ship passes by right. the person yeah. adrift, they're like, come aboard. He's like, no, 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 God will take care of me. I I I think this is the handout is different than a parnasa. I, I I don't know. I, I it has to be that that's shot in the Gemara. Yeah, it has to be that way. That Sadaka is a, so what does that mean? You shouldn't take Sadaka between Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah? No. No. I'm saying the other way. Once Yom Kippur is over, from that end of Yom Kippur on the 10th of Tishrei until the next Rosh Hashanah, you're not supposed to take tzedakah. That's implied from the Gemara. It's, I can't. What's the, the guy? Oh, to raise money. Yeah, I guess. But he's raising money for himself. That's not how the Gemara is mashma. The Gemara is mashma not that way. The Gemara seems to imply that whatever you can take as tzedakah, it should be only done up until up until Yom Kippur. And then you stop because the Shatah Gavah. What? doesn't say how much they took in that time. Right. Yeah, they, they could have cleared house. That's also true. But it does imply from the Gemara that handouts should only be only during. It's very hard to understand because we give tzedakah year round. So the Gemara is difficult to. I was I thought about that when I was learning. I was thinking about this big ship and this guy in a raft, you know. Yeah, the whole story. Two thirds of the way down, Tesvav Menalav Nechamya, Ishik and Pagabo Yerushalmi Echad. He ran into someone, a Yerushalmi. Amar Imi Chada Basically, I want a little bit of food, but let's go in together on this Tarnagol. That's on this beautiful, expensive animal. We're going to buy the hen together. So he says back to him, uh, You just get one piece of meat. Don't buy the whole bird. You're, you're shopping rich. You don't have a lot of money. You're asking for a handout. This is not the way to do it. Here's a piece of meat. The Zavin, and they went out and they bought kupad and he ate a piece of meat. The Achil, the mace. And he ate the meat and then he died. And Nachme Ishichin was broken. He was screaming, <laughs> I killed the guy by not doing what he asked me to do. He wanted the hand. I wasn't willing to go in. It didn't make sense to me. So what does that mean? You have to give everyone the shirt off your back. You have to, you have to ask Shilas, what are the standards? What are the thresholds of how much you have to give? You know, we've had this all the time. You give someone a dollar and they beg you for a five or beg you for a 10. You have to say yes every time. No, you no, that. You that's not the that's why, yeah, you got, yeah, that's, I've seen that too. You don't want my, you don't want my one. Don't take the one. I've seen that too. You have to ask Shilas about all of these things because we're dealing with, with scary territory here. This is uh, not simple stuff. Nachem Ish Gamzu, famous character. Nachem Ish Gamzu. 
Molich Doron the Beis Hamav. He was giving a gift. He was bringing a gift to his father-in-law. He came across this person who was covered in boils. And the person said to him, Give me a little bit of what you have. You're carrying uh, donkeys, uh, donkeys filled with gifts for your father. Give me a little bit of basar, a little bit, a little bit to eat. Well, on my way back, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to give you some. So on his way back, he found that the person had died. You should take out my eyes. I saw you, but I didn't satiate you. Uh, and also, my arms should be cut off. Because I didn't give you. My legs should be cut off. Because I didn't give you, I didn't run, run at the opportunity. What? The story was he was right next on the horse. So the Gemara writes. Yeah, oh wow, from the bottom of the art school by Nisanatokia. Yeah, I read that. That's terrifying, by the way. Uh, it does have a, a little bit of a similar flavor, but. Uh, yeah, if you're saying that's quite, it's quite similar. Yisketun, raglaya de lo rat on the mesanach, yisperun, and they should be broken. Umat sekin, this in fact happened to him. He ended up an invalid with all of these crippling diseases. Talak legabe, Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva came to do the mitzvah of Bikor Cholem. Omar lei, oi li, shani ro'e osecha bekach. Rabbi Akiva said to him, I'm so sorry, Nachamish Gamzu, that I have to see you like this. Omar lei, Nachamish Gamzu said back to him, oi li, she'ein ani ro'e osach bekach. Aish, why, it's too bad that I don't see you like this. Omar lei, Ma'at mekalalani. Why are you cursing me? I don't want to be, I don't want to have my arms and legs broken. So Amar Uma'at Mevait Bisurin. So we have to be reminded time and time again, this world is not the Ikar world. The next world is the Ikar world. And when we go through challenges in this world, it cleans the slate for us in the next world. If there are Yisurim here, they are, uh, they help us in the next world. So Nachavish uh, Gamzu was pushing against Rabbi Akiva. This is Rabbi Akiva. <laughs> But Nachamish Gamzu, of course, based on his name, you know everything, everything is good. Uh, and his perspective with the Yisurim, he requested it. That's a big shaila. You're allowed to request Yisurim. You're allowed to ask for things that are difficult to clean slate. What? Saying, I don't know. I, I, don't, I'm, I would, we say the opposite. In the Ribono Shalola by Kriyash Malamita, we say, We specifically daven, not al yudei Yisurim. We don't have to ask for them. We have enough Yisurim without asking for them. We don't have to ask for more. We're all, we all have a, a, a peklach to carry whatever it is. Last of the short lines on Tezvav and Maral. Rav Hoshaya Rabba, Hava Rabbe Debre. Rav Hoshaya Rabba was, uh, was the Rebbe of, this, of, 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 a chi- of, of his child, uh, of a child, Debre. Tad Sagi Nehora, and he was uh, blind. And he would eat a meal with him every day. One time, Havale Orchin. He had guests. He didn't, he didn't eat with him that day. At night, he went over to talk to him. Please don't be upset with me. Begin to have orchin because I had guests at my house this particular day. The Amris and I said to myself, and I didn't want them to detract from your kavod this particular day. Third line down. Begin Cain. That's the reason why I didn't eat with you yomadein. You have appeased the one who can be seen, but who can't see, because he was blind. You've appeased me, he said. Um, Dane as well, Dane, uh, 
as well. He who can uh, who who can see but can't be seen should also accept your apology. No problem. Where did you get this poetic line from? So it says the Gemara, this poetic line that he who can be seen but cannot see, right? Where did you get this from? So it says the Gemara, seven lines from the bottom says Omar ben Yaakov. He got it from Rebbe Lazar ben Yaakov, the Amor, the Rebbe ben Yaakov, Ol Chad de Saginohora Lakarte. He uh, had a, there was a blind person in the city, Yosav Le, and when he sat in front of him, Yosav Le, Rebbe Lazar ben uh, Ben Yaakov, Larami, Larami, he sat lower than this person, de Yemrun, so that people would see him and they would say, de Ilule de Hava Barnosha Rabba, Lo Yosav Le, Rebbe Kiva, Rebbe Lazar ben Yaakov, Larami, he wanted people to give him more money, so he made sure to sit lower than him so that people would recognize that he was great. And then Avdan Le Parnasa, the Akar, they gave him a lot of money. So this was a great uh, fundraising technique. You have the Rebbe sitting at the feet of the pauper. And then all of a sudden, the pauper would start getting money like crazy because all the Hasidim, all the Talmidim of the Rebbe, Rulaz Yaakov, oh, this person must be a Chashvayid because the Rebbe's sitting at his feet. So yeah, that, that was what happened. Avdan Le Parnasa, the Akar, Amar Lon. And then when, he's, when he felt all the coins, he felt all the money coming and he's like, what's going on here? This is incredible. What's going on here? They said to him, Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, he sat below you, he sat at your feet, and that uh, enabled you to get more money. And then he said the following tefillah. This, this blind person said the following thing. You did a tremendous chesed for the one who can, see, can be seen but cannot see. You've given me all of these gifts. Dane, the same should be true, that he who can see but cannot be seen, namely HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he is the one who should give you chesed in turn. Says the Gemara at the three dots, two lines from, uh, at the two dots, not the three dots, at the two dots, three lines from the bottom of the page, Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina v'Rab Hoshia, Havu Matailin Beitlin Kenishta Delud. They were walking through all these beautiful shuls, Kenishta, Beisach Knesset, they were walking through all the beautiful shuls in uh, the city of Lud. How much money did they invest in here? Amar Lay saying it as a compliment. Wow, look how beautiful these shuls are. Amar Lay said to him, How many lives did they invest in here? Was there no one who was learning Torah Stark that you should have paid to support? What are you spending all this money on a building for? So that's, uh, I don't know how to answer that standing in a multi-million dollar gorgeous building. I don't know how that works. I'm not sure. Rabbi Avun Avadi Lane Tare de Sidra, he had, uh, he, this person had dedicated the Sha'arim, the, the opening gates uh, of a particular base matter, to Sidra Rabba, also Ravmana Lagabe. And when Ravmana came to visit Amar Lehi, he said to him, Chami, take a look. Mayavadis, look at what I did. I built these beautiful gates, these beautiful doors for the base of Medrash. What a beautiful thing that I did. Good for me. Amar Lehi, yeah, good job. You forgot a Kodesh Baruch, you forgot the one who made you. And in, in, in its stead, instead of you thinking of a Kodesh Baruch, you decided to go build buildings with bricks and mortar. What are you wasting your time for? Was there no one to give money to to support in their learning? So that's all. That's a... Yesterday, I had, a, I had a meal with someone, and they said that uh, that one of their abeim said that of all the years in yeshiva, he found one, maybe two guys who mama should have sat and learned Stark forever. <laughs> you know, it's rare to find someone who is that profile. They have to have the right midos, then they, they could become a big postek ador. You know, it's a rare a rare profile. 
Nevertheless, there certainly is a value to support Yisachar Zvul and help, helping people to learn. Of course, there are plenty of people uh, who are in such partnerships and relationships. One last sugya before the new parak. We might run out of time tonight. Let's see. Tani, we learned in the bride, if you run out of money for the Mizbeach, you could take money for the Bede Kabais. However, but if the Bede Kabais is running low, you cannot take money from the Mizbeach. Says the Gemara, that's not what is implied in this mission of a Taninan, we see here that if you're falling short, you can sell things, but where does the money go? Only the Bedek It doesn't say to the Mizbeach as well. So that doesn't seem to make sense. How can you say that you can uh, that you can support the, the, the Mizbeach from things that belong in Bedek The Bedek is a different line item in the budget. You can't just, you know, you can't you can't just take money from one line item and put it in another without uh, halachic rishus. So the Gemara was concerned about that and answers the Gemara. And this is in fact a way to read our, masni, our Mishnah. That in fact, yes, you can take from Bede Kabais, and that's how we understand the Mishnah. I really should ask if we're supposed to do this three times. It doesn't feel right to me. No? Yeah, me too. He wrote something, we should come back to this daf in seven and a half years. Says the next Mishnah. There were 13 shofaros. Here, shofaros don't mean shofaros like Rosh Hashanah. There were 13 containers for tzedakah. We'll see in the Gemara, and we've already seen once in this Masechda why they're called shofaros. There were 13 tables. There were uh, 13 places where people would bow in the Mikdash. Shel Beis Rabban Gamliel, Shel Beis Rabban Rebbe Hanan, Yaskana Kohanim, Ayim Mishtachamin Be'ar they would bow 14 times. Be'echan Haisa Yisera, where was the extra one? Kenega Dir Ha'itzim, right outside of the room where all of the wood was. Why? Oh, this is the treasure hunt of the of the Aron Habris. We don't know where it is. Says the Gemara, Shekain Misorat Biyadan Me'abosehen, Shesham Ha'aron Nignaz. We don't know what happened to the Aron uh, when it came to the times of the Chorban Beit HaMikdash. Maisa, the Kohen Echad, crazy story. A Kohen walked into the into this room where all the wood was. Shahayim Isasek, he was working there. The Rasa Ritzvah, he looks down at the floor. The, uh, and he saw, Shehim Mishunu Roseha, a couple of the tiles that he was looking at looked different than all of the other tiles. So it's an inquisitive brain. So he went over to his friend and said, hey, take a look at this. And the person dropped it. Not allowed. Then we knew for sure. That's how we knew that the Aron was taka buried there. So we've all probably heard that there is a tunnel system under Yerushalayim, but we don't know where it is. We'll see in the Gemara today, as to whether or not it's true that it's in Yerushalayim, or whether or not it's actually in Bavel, and we have no clue where it is. If the Aron is there, they haven't excavated everything. That's for sure. But well, we just don't. We just don't know where it is. Uh, it's either in Yerushalayim under the Beis Hamikdash somewhere, um, and very hard to tell. Of course, from the Mishnah itself, right here, it seems very clear. We could act. We know where that room is within. 20 feet. We could figure out just from the lay of the base of Mikdash because we know what corner Wait, the western wall we're looking at. You see the sign where it says like, yeah, right yeah, there. exactly. And we, we know where the where the rock is. So like right. the you know, we could well, figure it out. Yeah. The we could figure it out. But it's not right there, that's for sure. But they're not digging underneath the actual base of Mikdash, they're digging they're digging out toward the plaza area. Right. right. Yeah, it's not, I don't know. 
I mean, I don't know how, I, when you're in the tunnels, I don't know where you are, Clape, upstairs. I have no idea how that works. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I didn't have an iPhone the last time I was in the tunnel. Yes, I did. I probably did, actually. All right, so we're going to run out of time here. Let's continue. Tani, the Gemara opens one third of the way down to Azbaba Midbay. Tani hashofar salalu akumos hayu. Saros milamalan rechavos milamata. These were actually shaped like shofaros. They were curved items. They were tzedakah cans, but they were curved items. And they were saros milamata, very narrow at the top, and they would widen at the bottom. And basically, it made it difficult to steal because you drop in a coin. You couldn't get your hand back in to get the coin out. The only way to get it out was to open the bottom of it, but then everyone's watching you and you're just a pasha regano. So that's for sure not the case. So that's why the shofaros were the way that they were uh, so that no one could take me. Because there were those who were dishonest. Tani b'shem Rebbe Lazar, Ha'aron gila gala imahen lebavel. Shita number one against our Mishnah, but Shita. This is a brisa. I said it was in the Amal Rime. It's not correct. This is a brisa. The brisa writes that the Aaron went to Bavel. My taima, uh, because the pasuk writes lo yivaser uh, davar amar Hashem. We're not going to leave anything over. Ein davar ela shehaz dibros lasocho, and that is referring to that which has the dibros in it. Of course, we know that the Aaron had in it a Sefer Torah, and it had in, in it the Luchos, the Chain Hu Omer, and as well the Pasuk says, How do we understand the Pasuk? What is it talking about? I know it's in parentheses, but later in the Gemara, we'll see that this is in fact the right, the right Girsa, is that it is Rabbi Yehuda, uh, but Ben Lakish. That's a very unique name. We're not used to that name. We're used to Rabbi Shimon Ben Lakish. So the parentheses are half right and half wrong. So Tani Rabbi Huda Ben Lakish Omer. No, Bimakomo Hayaharon Nignaz. It was all in Yerushalayim at that place. Hadahu Dechsid. That's what the pasuk means when it says Vayarichu Habadim Vayibur Roshe Habadim Ela Kodesh Al Panei Hadivir Lo Yiru Hachutza. So the pasuk has a double reference. First, it says that they could be seen, and then it says it can't be seen. So the Gemara says, "What are you talking about? Could you see the Aron or could you not?" Ksiv says the Gemara halfway down Vayiru. Uh, first you said you can see it and then you said you couldn't see it so the Gemara, the Gemara here says it's, uh, it's visible but you can't see any, any detail Bolton, it is protruding just like a woman's anatomy that there's a protrusion but you don't know the details the rabbis say no really it wasn't there it wasn't by the Kodesh but it was in the Dir Ha'etzim that's where it was Ganus and then it repeats a similar story, though this is from another brisa. There was a coin who couldn't do the avoda because he was a balmum. He was sitting there. You take the scene. You can imagine the scene. You've got the log. He's got an axe. He comes down on the axe and he's splitting the wood into pieces. And then he looks on the ground. And he looks down and he sees one tile is different than the other tiles. He gets curious. Baba Amar Lechavero, he clearly never learned this Mishnah in Shkalim. It's a Baba Amar Lechavero, Bo Ure Esaritzbazo, Shimishtana Mechavosea. They go take a look, they go back inside, and as they're talking this out, he passes away. Lo, he speak Lig Morasa Davar, Anche Yatsasa Nishmaso, the Yedu Biyichu Chesham, Haaron. So this has, of course, led to all of the various, uh, all of the various complexities and challenges. Where's the Aron? Where is it not? Let's stop right here at Tani. We'll pick up Emir Sashem tomorrow night for Dr. Zion. And I'm wishing you all a beautiful night.